Hey, welcome to the Pretty AF Podcast. I'm Asli Maslow, a brand coach, speaker, author, marketer, and the founder of Pretty AF and the Babble Boutique. I help entrepreneurs going from living paycheck to paycheck in a job they hate to thriving in a career and life they love. This is your place to learn from me and other entrepreneurs that are Pretty AF inside and out. We get into how to create income doing what you love while finding balance between your wellness, beauty, travel, and philanthropy. If you're ready to get inspired and have actionable steps to build the life you love, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. I know sometimes it's like, it's really easy to get distracted about what you want, which is important too. But the thing is, if other people don't want it, it's going to be so hard to get that business up and running. Mm-hmm. Get that clear, and then after that, you know, start emailing people, start up a social media account if that makes sense for your situation. You need to start like talking to people, you know, you know, confirming that you're going in the right direction. And when you have enough confirmation, you know, start building onto that. Welcome back to the Pretty AF Podcast. I'm your host, Asley Maslow, and that clip was from today's guest, Mel Everhart. Mel is a web developer and a digital marketing expert whose work includes global brands such as NBC and Disney. She's also worked with some incredible small businesses along the West Coast and in the Midwest. She's an adoptee, an abuse survivor, and a single mom to an amazing five-year-old. In this episode, she talks about how she got into design, how she's found so much success in the online space and how you can too, when you should do what as far as your logo, your website, your branding, knowing exactly when you should do these different things, how to get organic SEO to your website, that means getting people to your website for free, and how to avoid burnout being a single mother to a five-year-old and owning her own business during a pandemic. There's a lot to do, a lot to go through, so she shares her best tips on avoiding burnout, and she also shares her best tips on business, beauty, and life. Without further ado, let's get into this episode. It started off uh, 1997, so I was in middle school around that time period. My parents were just going through a process there was a lot of fighting and arguing. It wasn't a happy marriage. And I, I, I noticed how my parents would go on the computer and I would notice like this thing called the internet. And they would talk about it and I would be like, what, what is this thing called the internet? <laughs> the only thing they would tell me is that I wasn't allowed on the internet. So I was like, hmm, all right, well, um, if I'm not allowed on the internet, then maybe I should go on the internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was late one night uh this is back when it's everything's dialed up so it has that that loud noise and so i go into their office and i make sure you know i make sure that they're asleep i go into their office i turn on the computer i connect to the internet it's like so loud and i'm like oh my gosh and you know it's it's just it's just i don't know it was a really amazing moment for me as a kid and then I start seeing these things called websites. And I'm like, oh, what's this? How do they make this? This is really interesting. And I, I think I started checking out, like, things related to a, my favorite TV show at the time. And I started searching for that. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, I, I found all these fan sites. And I was like, wow, this is so awesome. This is so cool. All right, all right, I'm going to do this too. I'm going to build a little website about, it, it was the X-Files. I don't know 
if I could talk about that, but it was yeah. like, you know, it was, I was so excited. Mulder and Scully, I, I learned, I taught myself how to code, and it was just HTML back then. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a little bit of JavaScript, a little bit of HTML, and that's how you kind of constructed your, your websites, and then it grew into something much bigger, obviously. Mm-hmm. But at the time, wow, this is kind of a ramble. But yeah, at the time, <laughs> no worries. I so happy to have my own little website presence about my favorite TV show. There I started diving deeper into it and I found these uh, Yahoo groups regarding web design and there was another one. I can't remember what, what the exact name of it was, but I joined it and it seemed like it was primarily grown-ups that were, that were in it. But I was like, this is so cool. This is awesome. And I decided at one point after I had advanced my my web design skills a little bit further, and I decided to, to write a controversial, at the time it was a controversial email. Mm-hmm. And I asked, do you think that, you do you think you need a degree to get a job as a web designer or graphic designer or whatever? And oh my gosh, there was just a flood of like people like messaging that particular group. There was just, you know, on one side of it, it was like, no, you don't need a degree. On the other side, it was like, yes, you do need a degree. You have to go go down a very specific path. Mm -hmm. And it was really, I mean, you know, everyone has their own path, but I thought it was really nice to have to get some feedback. And then I got a lot of feedback on my website as well because I added my link to that particular email. Mm-hmm. And it was it was it was just really incredible. I think there were some colleges that saw my website portfolio and they added it to their little school pages. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And so I felt encouraged to give it a shot to to maybe you know, head head in that direction and find a way to secure a job, even though I was like a teenager at that point. <laughs> I think I was in ninth grade. Yeah. And I was like, I want to give it a try. I don't have anything to do besides homework. And so I, I, I looked up a whole bunch of websites, of web design firms uh, up and down California. And I sent my resume and my portfolio to a lot of firms. And I wasn't even really thinking about it. I was just kind of like, oh, I'm just going to do it. Who knows? You know? mm-hmm. This is just fun to even learn or teach myself how to create this resume. So I sent it off and I forgot about it, you know, over the weekend. And then I think it was like a Monday or a Tuesday where I came home from school and my parents wanted to talk to me. And they're like, hey, is there something you wanted to tell us? Because we have a lot of voicemail. Or what do they call it? like messages on the answering machine is that how mm. they we have a lot of messages on the on the answering machine asking about you and wanting you to interview with them um, <laughs> for a web design job and I was like whoa it worked you know my parents my parents were like I think they were kind of like shocked that all of that had happened because they didn't know that I was using the internet. They still know? didn't know from middle school to high school. Yeah, they still didn't know. Um, I had kept it a secret. I think I had kept it a secret for a while. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm a little fuzzy with that memory, but I don't think they understood how how much how much work I did on the internet. Mm. Um, like you know how yeah what I what, what I was doing on the internet. You know I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but back then it was kind of like you know free-for-all yeah and so they they sat me down they were they seemed kind of upset that I had like emailed all these 
businesses and now they were getting these phone calls and so I said I really want to work with some of them you know I, I want I want to interview but these people these these firms were in, in Los Angeles and we live near Fresno um, mm. at the time and so some of these places were in Los Angeles, San Diego, San Francisco, and then like in some nearby towns and cities. Mm-hmm. There was like I remember there was this one company from San Francisco that wanted me to wanted to fly me out to to do the interview. Oh. And I was like, this is you know this is pretty cool. I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And my parents were like, no, no, there's no way you're not going to do that. You need to stay here in our town. And so I, w- I was partly upset because I'm a teenager and I want to do my own thing. Yeah. And so we met halfway and I found two firms to work with that were nearby that mm-hmm. were within like a reasonable dis- distance. And I, I, there was one boss I, abs- I absolutely thought he was the most awesome boss. He was young. He was youngish like me, like maybe like a few years older than me. He's like 18, 19. Mm-hmm. But he was able to like get projects so I thought that was really cool and mm-hmm. he was like just the kindest boss and he was just like even though he was like the youngest boss I've ever had <laughs> yeah <laughs> he was like very, he, he understood how to work with me mm-hmm. which you know not not everyone has you know it's just some bosses don't know well anyways that's a different that's a different rant okay <laughs> But yeah, so it was a lot of fun. That was probably the, the long version of the story. I probably shouldn't have gone that that much in detail. I loved it. Okay. <laughs> no worries. <right. laughs> when you were applying to the jobs, did they know you were a teenager? No, they did not. <laughs> they did not know I was a teenager. They were shocked. But then after they found out, they said, well, let's just try it anyway. They, they wanted to do it anyway. Hmm. And I and I was surprised and happy, but my parents were not happy. Yeah. And, and in retrospect, I kind of understand. I understand. I, I definitely wouldn't feel comfortable with my daughter going to some far away, you know, far away business to get interviewed for something. I don't know. It's just my, com- my own comfort level, too. Yeah. So since then, you've been really successful. You've worked with companies like NBC and Disney. So if someone is looking at you and wants the success that you've created for yourself, what advice would you give them to get to where you're at now? There's a lot of, I mean, there's no right or wrong way to approach it. Mm -hmm. I think that's one thing to keep in mind. You don't have to be absolutely perfect. That's a really good question. I think when it comes to approaching not just big um, global businesses, but also like small businesses as well, is to always kind of keep in mind that this is the most basic thing to say, but be yourself, mm-hmm. you know, bring that that joy and energy, that passion that you have for what you do to the, those initial meetings leading up to final meeting and then beyond, you know, mm-hmm. you know, continue bringing that energy. And that's like, that's like the most important part is just you know, showing up, even though you're, kind, you're, you might be scared, and being scared is a good thing. I think when it comes to getting involved with bigger projects or interesting projects, or or whatnot. Yeah, I noticed one of the things that you brought up. I think like five times during your intro was that you're just having fun. So yeah. I feel like that's a really good point to, because a lot of people like you go into something and then it's not 
fun anymore and you're wondering like why you're not successful and it's probably because you don't want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta like, yeah, you gotta sit back and think to yourself, is this what I want? Is this what I really want? And if so, why do I want it? Yeah, sometimes sometimes you don't really want the initial project, but you want some, some, some future projects along the way and that mm. keeps you going, that keeps you really excited about, about what you're doing. It's that process. And then, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you're doing something that's really boring and <laughs> you can either one work through it because there's no there's there's no perfect situation um, mm-hmm. just like there's no there's no such thing as a, a perfect relationship or or one there's you have to work through those those little tough moments or the boring moments and then and then keep going and seeing if keep checking in with yourself to see where you're at with it and if, if you're making the progress that you want to want to make Mm-hmm. If there is if there is one task that's like super super boring that you really don't want to do, then figure out a way to to give it to someone else. You know, yeah. If it's really that important that you give it to someone else to do it. Otherwise, if you feel like you can keep moving forward with juggling both those mundane tasks and the exciting ones, mm-hmm. then just do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So since you're beginning, you're you've now started your own company, which you've had for a while. And you help companies get a branded look and feel across their website, their emails, their social media, and even their logo. So if someone's starting out, they just created their business, what is kind of the order of those things? Do they go in an order? Is it all at once? What would you advise someone to have kind of a branded look? Yeah, it kind of just depends. I think generally speaking, the first thing that you should do is make sure that you have an audience or you have that that target customer base. First and foremost, before you make anything, I know I know a lot of businesses, uh, like brand new businesses, get really really excited about creating their logo, mm. and it is really exciting because it feels like it feels more real sometimes. So even though it's really exciting to create your your very first business logo, make sure that you get confirmation that there is that there are people who are interested in what you have to offer, you know, whether it's a service or or if it's a product, mm-hmm. make sure that it's something that people want. I know sometimes it's like it's really easy to get distracted about what you want, which is important too. But the thing is, if other people don't want it, it's going to be so hard to get that business up and running. Mm-hmm. Get that clear. And then after that, you know, start emailing people, start up a social media account, if that makes sense for your situation. You need to start like talking to people, you know, you know, confirming that you're going in the right direction. And when you have enough confirmation, you know, start building onto that, you know, build your website, build your logo. If you feel, if you're the type to get a little bit indecisive about the logo, wait mm. on the logo, just build the website. Because <laughs> that happens too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the the first, the first look, most, I think most of the time, most of the time when, pe- when businesses build their first logo, it looks awful, yeah. which is perfectly okay, you know? And then at the 10 year or 15 year mark, they decide, okay, it's time for a refresher, mm. you know, something to make it a little bit more cleaner, a little bit more streamlined, a little bit bigger in terms of like their market. So yeah, yeah, it's just, it just kind of all depends, mm. I think. Yeah, I definitely agree with that because I work with personal branding with clients and a lot of them kind of get stuck on wanting to have like this certain 
feel or look or like start like an official company or whatever and and my advice is pretty much the same to always ask your audience like what they actually want instead of just sitting around and like trying to figure out like what you're going to create a course on or what services you're going to offer when you could just have your audience tell you. (laughs) Right, right, exactly, yeah. (laughs) So one of the other things that you help companies with is making their websites SEO friendly. What is organic SEO and what are your top three tips for someone to make their website organically show up on Google? So organic SEO in a nutshell is basically the opposite of paid advertising on Google. It's what you can do to basically allow your website to be visible on Google and other search engines so that people can get to your website. Three main things to like hone in on when you're developing your SEO strategy or developing your SEO foundation is number one, as before, get clear on your audience or your users, the website users, you know, understand exactly what they want because when you know exactly what they want, it's going to be easier to develop content that they will actually search for. Mm. And so, for example, I remember working, it was a few years ago, but I worked on a, on a website that had like a ton of pages, like a few, you know, maybe like like 300 or so pages, <laughs> and they weren't getting any traffic whatsoever. And I mean, there's a few there's a few reasons for that, but one of the main reasons was because they they created their content in a way that didn't make sense. For search engines mm. or didn't make sense to their actual users like it was too vague it was it didn't contain any particular keyword it was just really random like i noticed that with sometimes business owners when they when they talk about something or write about write about something they get way too vague for whatever reason and i understand i understand that like there's so much going on you just write whatever's coming to your mind <laughs> but that's not that's not how it works be very specific and very very strategic when 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 you go to develop that content because you have to always remember that you're writing to I mean you, you want it to, to flow you want the, the the content on your on your website to flow mm-hmm. or read really well but at the same time it needs to balance out with those particular keywords that your use the user is, is searching for yeah I definitely think that because I run into seeing websites that they have a lot of good content, but then if you're looking, if a consumer is looking to solve a particular problem, they are not able to see that, like, your blog post or whatever is going to solve that problem unless right. they, like, read the whole thing and, like, just happen to be right, reading yeah. it. Yeah, ramble on. And yeah. It's like, you can hear the passion in the writing, but it's not making any sense mm-hmm. to the who's reading it. I've run into that a lot. I'm like, wow, I know you have a lot to say here. And I can hear your excitement in this in this paragraph or in these first three paragraphs, but it's getting lost. It's lost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or they'll try to like, which I've I used to do this a lot. I would try to put too much in one like one blog post instead of just focusing on like here's like how to solve this one little problem. Here's three ways to like fix it. I would uh, be like, yeah, here's yeah. to do all this, all these things. Yes. yes. <laughs> so you're also a single mother and. You own your own business, like we talked about. So how do you balance both things plus, like, self-care and avoid getting burned out? That's a hard one. Because the thing is, it's like, 
you know, when you're a single parent, you know, it's, you do hit hard moments and it's like, you do feel like it's gonna, this is, like, this is gonna be the burnout. This is the burnout week. And you have to kind of distance yourself from that. I know it's easy to get wrapped up in that spiral, but when, if you come to a point where you realize that, hey, you're not getting enough sleep, or things are just like emotionally a lot, that's when for me, I have to like, you know, I reach out, you know, reach out to my, to my friends, you know, I call up someone and I'm like, oh my gosh, I am going crazy. <laughs> and a moment to just cry, you know, like sometimes, you know, at night, you know, get on the phone with a friend and then you just cry. And you're like, I don't even know what I'm talking about right now, <laughs> but I'm sure in the morning I'm going to feel a lot better after this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, you know, make sure that you have those friends that you can, like, lean on. And um, that's that's helped me when things get tough. Like, you know, when there's, like, a million deadlines in one week, it's just mm-hmm. keep pulling through. Just be aware that it's just all temporary. And then after that week, you know get get right back on the horse and just like make sure to to integrate some a lot of happy moments i think that's what what helps me with navigating the intensity of business of, of navigating my own business and balancing that with having my daughter home from school not yeah. not in in in-person school i guess what mm-hmm. do they call it call it now <laughs> but yeah i have you know i she's here with me and so I have to like just you know buckle down and be flexible and be open doing things a little differently and then also making sure to take time to have fun that's really important it's important to have those those positive happy moments outweigh the the tough moments that are like grilling yeah 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 that's like probably the most important part is just making that time making sure it outweighs the tough moments Mm -hmm. yeah I think especially right now because everything keeps changing and like no one really knows what is gonna happen and like as soon as you get like used to how things are then something else happens and it's just like I feel like it's like that for everyone right now so I really like the idea of controlling what you can control and like if you take the time to schedule different things that you know will bring you joy or having a plan to call a friend or have like a zoom date like that those are things that you can control to kind of counteract all the crazy going on right now yeah Uh, i know i'm interrupting you listening to the episode but i just had to share this news with you i was recently named one of the top 10 branding coaches and because of that I just felt super grateful and like I wanted to give back more to you. So I'm currently offering free one-on-one brand coaching calls where you'll tell me your goals with marketing and your business and I'll give you all my feedback based on where you're currently at and where you want to go. I'll also answer any questions you have on that call about branding or marketing. So click the link in the show notes to schedule your free one-hour branding call with me and be sure to bring all your questions because I will literally answer any question you have on that call. It's a great opportunity and I'm not going to do this forever, so make sure you click the link in the show notes and I'll let you get back to your episode. So you mentioned that you've pretty much been an entrepreneur 
since you're in middle school, starting with the web, I think you mentioned on another interview that there was even more during that or before that. Can you kind of talk about your journey, how you knew you were an entrepreneur, how you started or even got the idea to do some of those things? Yeah, of course. So I think I was probably in second or third grade when I started noticing these business magazines that my dad would leave around. And so I was like, oh, what is this? This is pretty cool. I don't know what this is about really, but mm-hmm. it's interesting. And then from, from there, I think when I entered into middle school, I became aware of like the zine, the indie zine scene. And so I was like, I'm going to do that too. And I did some things that, you know, I I created my own zine, made a ton of copies of it, and um, started, like, selling it at school Mm -hmm. and then to pen pals that were in other parts of the United States. And I found that that was a lot of fun. And then I think I also... I also was printing out pictures of like the Spice Girls and what was that? I, uh, that wrestling thing. Oh. I was, I was printing out pictures yeah. of um, the the wrestlers and selling those pictures to people at school, the kids <laughs> at school. And that was a lot of fun. That was that was super fun. So it was like little things at first, and then yeah, and then when I got hooked into the the web design thing, it was just like all over. I just. I just knew that that this is just so much fun creating these things for other people, whether it's, you know, something really silly, you know, back then, like picture, printing out pictures <laughs> of actors or whoever. That was, yeah, I think I, I just, I don't know how I knew, but I just knew that that was the right direction to go. There was just something about it that, that kind of fed me, like energetically, and I, I just, I also love meeting new people too, and that was something that also fed me I don't know it's hard to say it's just it's just you know because Mm -hmm. it's something that really really excites you and makes you question things that it just makes you question things questions it helps you question your life and and question your decisions that you're making and that's I think that's what caused me to to believe that this was the right direction to go Um, I I think you mentioned in another interview that you had started your business and then worked for a couple years and then went back to your business yes can you talk about like kind of those decisions that you decided to leave your business and then decided to ultimately go back to it ah yeah so it was around 2013 when I felt like burnout I felt the burnout it was like yeah it was like 2012 2013 where I was just I had like I had a really hard time understanding where I stood in terms of my business. I didn't understand. I was struggling with marketing myself in a different way because I wanted to go in a different direction with my business, but I was having a hard time understanding how to do it. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but I had some I, I had some friends that there were friends that I thought were my friends um, back then, you know, people that I trusted people that I thought I loved and the direction they were leading me in terms of my own business was down like a really bad path Mm -hmm. and it was the wrong path and and I realized that I needed to take a break because this is not what I want my business to be about and so I entered into the real estate world not as like a real estate agent 
but I started working in the marketing department, overseeing three offices, three offices uh, here in San Diego. And so uh, it was probably the best decision that I ever made because one, real estate has an amazing marketing foundation. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people, I don't think people appreciate how like, how structured and clear they go through marketing not just within staff and corporate, but also for the agents themselves. And I feel like a lot of industries don't have that kind of level of support that real estate provides their salespeople. And it's, um, so I picked up a lot of like really, really solid knowledge and education through through working for them. I, it's, it was exactly what I needed to clear my head and to get really focused and really understand who I am and who I, what I want. So at one point I realized that I was ready. And plus it was around the time where I wanted to also focus more on having more of a balance in terms of like my work and my daughter. Mm. Uh, I wanted to be able to be there for her. And so I wanted, I wanted a more flexible schedule that was more supportive. So when I got to that point, I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready to to fly away now, even though, you know, I learned a lot of great things and the people that I, that I met along the way were just so like, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like I learned so much. I learned so much from Mm -hmm. them. So I started, you know, I started on my own path. I found a really solid mentor at the time that was like right, just, you know, perfect for my situation. And, uh, and then I proceeded, you know, I proceeded as somewhat planned. You know, it wasn't like a full, you know, complete plan, but it was, it was the type of plan that was perfect for my situation at the time Mm. of like learning to create that solid foundation for my new revised business. Yeah, that was a, that was a pretty crazy and really, really (laughs) good year. (laughs) I feel like a lot of that, like, even with my own business, because I worked on a business for like three years before I went full-time into it. I was still full-time in another company. And I feel like all those steps, like going full-time on your own or going back to work after having a full-time business, like that's so scary. And I feel like there's so much like judgment that I don't know if it's like actually there or if I just like imagine it, but I feel like especially in like the coaching space, if you are full-time in your business, like you're looked at as so much more established versus if someone's like, okay, well, you still have a full-time job. So then they think like you're not as established, I guess. So it's kind of refreshing to see that you did it because of like your own burnout and like your own mental health versus like what you felt like you should be doing or how it looked or any of that you have to you definitely have to take care of yourself business can teach you a lot about who you are and at the same time learning about those situations learning how to navigate those situations being less judgmental on yourself will ultimately make you a a better business person Mm -hmm. for sure yeah I think that's what I, I really struggled with before I decided to take a break like, I was judging myself. I was like, I remember that now. It's like I was really, really wrapped up in things that I actually didn't need to be, be wrapped up in. Yeah, I definitely think that's that's hard to, I guess, get over or like, but I love that 
pretty much anything you're you go into you look at it as like an opportunity to learn more or you're doing it because it's fun like I love that you kind of have that perspective going into everything thank you yeah so I want you to get into your best pre-AF tips. So first, what is your number one tip for business? For business is to always be open to growing and meeting new people. Even like if you're having like like a crazy day and you're tired and you're exhausted and you don't want to do the meeting, like, just do it because you're going to learn something new. You're going to, you're going to, you might end up like in a really, really great opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like I know <laughs> I've had several of those moments in which I thought, I don't want to do this. Like, I just don't want to do it. And it doesn't even feel like it, it's going to be worth anything. It's not going to be worth my time. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it always ends up being like something really incredible. And I'm like, oh, yeah. This is, uh, I did not expect that, and I'm really grateful that I stuck this out. So, yeah, you just never know what's going to happen, and that's the beauty of business is that mm-hmm. it's, I mean, there's some things that, yeah, you can kind of calculate and figure out, but there are lots of other things that you, that you just, you never know what's going to happen. I guess it's a double, double-edged sword, but <laughs> <laughs> it can be really, really, really good, too. Yeah, that's one of the things that really drew me to having my own business because literally, like, the opportunities are endless. Like, even what you think about and plan on doing, like, there's so much more. And by putting yourself out there in in different situations, you're opening yourself up to, like, opportunities that would have never been possible if you were just focused on being an employee somewhere. So I want you to share your number one beauty tip. Number one beauty tip would probably be something really cliche, <laughs> and it's uh, just loving and appreciating yourself for for how you are, what you are right here and now in the moment. I think that helps out a lot. It's just you know maybe I think in the past you know I, I would let certain things like get to me. Mm. And um, like some people, they're like, why doesn't she wear high heels? Or why doesn't she wear lipstick or a bunch of makeup? And that's just not who I am. It's, that's never going to be who I am. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm like, lipstick? <laughs> I just don't know what to do. <laughs> and if you put me in high heels, I'm going to fall. Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, meeting yourself where you are, being able to appreciate and have gratitude for what I look, who I am in this moment is is probably a big beauty tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's another bonus of owning your own business because like I can wear leggings all the time and Birkenstocks and not have to wear heels in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> so what is your number one life tip? You know, don't give up. Don't give up no, ma- no matter how hard it gets or how tired you are, you know, keep going and don't let mistakes hold you back. Don't let perfection hold you back because that it's not going to help propel you forward when you get too caught up in, and I'm a design, you know, I design things, you know, and I understand that perfectionistic mentality, like, oh, Mm -hmm. you got to move it like, you know, one centimeter to the left, you know, and yeah, there's, you know, occasions in which maybe that's necessary, but it shouldn't be what's pushing you forward 
in, in life, you really, yeah, I think everyone should just let go of certain expectations and allow themselves that kind of like joy and freedom to progress the way they feel is best and feel confident about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely am a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> <laughs> so for a long time, there was a lot of things that I like wanted to do or be, but I didn't because I was waiting for like something to be perfect before mm. I would take that step. And I feel like that's such a, a great tip because I know that's something that I've struggled with myself. Yeah, yeah, a lot, it seems like a lot of business owners get caught up in that. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're just like, wait, like, give me, can we, wait, can we change, wait, <laughs> let's think a little bit further about this. Let's think about this for, like, maybe 12 months. <laughs> it's usually things that, like, really don't matter that much. Like, they're not really yeah. <laughs> gonna yeah, make. Just, you just gotta get it out there, just get it out there. And sometimes it's gonna be a mistake, but that's okay. You can just, like, evolve it, you know? But. Yeah, like, I used to get really caught up in that, like, wanting to just just pause things for way too long, longer than necessary. And now I'm just like, if I find myself doing that, I'm like, we just need to get it out there. Mm-hmm. We just gotta get it done. Act now. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's, you are talking about earlier, being your authentic self. And I feel like that's kind of, a big blessing right now that on like social media and the online space it's a lot more popular and people are a lot more drawn to people that aren't so perfect and so polished so it kind of gives everyone like the opportunity to really step into who you authentically are and not try to feel like everything has to be perfect before you put it out there because people don't like that anyways right right yeah it doesn't feel it doesn't feel relatable doesn't feel real yeah that's important when when trying to connect to an audience or a customer base or whatnot like having that 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 human touch that is the human touch you know you know that's that makes us feel more connected definitely so thank you so much for sharing all this with me and taking the time to chat with me how can everyone find you work with you get in contact with you all that the best there's probably two ways. The main way is to go to my website, uh, www.thecsdark.design, or if you, I have two domains, so .com or .design, either one will take you to my website. And then via LinkedIn, Mel Everhart, search for me. I don't know. I think there's going to be a link at the bottom of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put links. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those are the two primary primary ways, just to go there, go to the website, or go to LinkedIn. Awesome. So this is the last question that I ask every guest. What does being pretty AF mean to you? I think it. I think being pretty AF means being real, being yourself, despite other people, what other people expect of you, being who you truly are, what you truly want to be. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode and thank you Mel for coming on the Pretty AF podcast and sharing your best tips with me and my audience. If you haven't done it already, check out the links in the show notes. I included everything so you can go follow up with Mel, check her out, work with her. And I also included a link to my friend's 
blog, The Creativity Journey, where she interviewed Mel as well, if you want to check that out. So thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week in a solo episode. Thank you for taking this time for yourself to get one step closer to a life you love. If you love this episode, it would mean the world to me. If you left me a review on iTunes or whatever you're listening on, tell me what you want to hear more of or your favorite parts of the episode. Until next time, I'm Ozzy Maslow. Lots of love. And don't forget, you're pretty AF.